on the next episode of Louder Than a Riot. Bobby Shmurda's transition from the streets to superstardom and how viral fame led to infamy. I don't ask people from the hood if they got criminal activity going on. I know in hip hop, the better, the better. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot from NPR Music. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hi, Robin. It is Friday, that day of the week when most new albums drop. We're looking at the best ones out now on November 6th. And we start with Kylie Minogue. She's back with a new one called Disco. This is Kylie Minogue. Her new album is called Disco, and the song we're hearing from it is called Magic. Uh, not a lot of ambiguity here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like she uh, its like she took a look at the state of the world and thought, you know what? We need a dance party. I think it's really, really nice to have her back on the dance floor. Her last record was sort of a foray into country yeah, music. yeah. But this, to me, is where she belongs. This is where she shines. And, and this record, for, honestly, it was just what I needed at this point in my life. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, I, I have never been a big disco fan. But we've gotten so much just really heavy music uh, reflecting the times. And we're going to talk about some of it on the show yes. later on. <laughs> yes. but, but it's nice to get something that's just pure escapism, something that just takes you away. Let me educate you a little bit on disco. <laughs> let, let me just, let me just. Are you going to explain this to me? I'm going to totally explain disco to you right now. <laughs> so yes, uh, you know, disco has this reputation in the mainstream as for being escapist, for being superficial, silly music. But the fact is disco is a very sophisticated music, not only musically, but also because this is the music of people who have been marginalized, finding their joy and their community and their bliss, you know? And Kylie Minogue's record, Disco, is a tribute to that spirit. Kylie Minogue is the artist back on the dance floor <laughs> with the album Disco. All right, another release we're loving that's out today comes from the artist Bree Runway. Her debut mixtape is called 2000 and Forever. Do you like money? ATM, 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 ATM. Push my button, my button again. Met a guy from England. He was flying first class straight to Japan. Said he wanna take me real high up, but I know he really only want my vagina. Swipe 
swipe, swipe, that's my language Only rock with a nigga that can handle it You know what I need and there ain't nobody finer Shoes, top, skirt, bling, purse, or designer <laughs> Tough bitch, but my ass soft He said I look like a painting by Van Gogh You know a girl like me cost Ain't gotta talk too much, but you know what's up Pretty bitch, chocolate, like some say And I stay on his mind like a toothpaste I don't really worry about getting too deep Cause he really know how to work that machine ATM, ATM ATM, 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 push my button, my button again. ATM, 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 push my button, my button again. Met this dude in West Palm Beach. He was so fine ass, could he call me? Yeah, probably if you spend your money, but if you don't get a job, get the hell up off me. This is Bree Runway. Her new one is called 2000 and Forever. The song we're listening to from it that features Missy Elliott is called ATM and NPR Music contributor Christina Lee back again. Hey, Christina. Hello. Bree Runway, is a, she's an artist from London. She's put out a few EPs and singles, but this is her, her debut mixtape. I would have called her a rapper, but uh, I was reading a bit about her, and she has said in interviews that she considers what she does to be pop music, in your face, pop music. Yeah, I think she shares a lot with Missy Elliott, who is featured on the song ATM, right? And that she kind of just bends genres at her will. Um, So I think the feature here is absolutely fitting. I'm curious of what you think about my theory here, Christina. So if you have these two titans of the late 20th, early 21st century, Beyonce, Rihanna... Beyonce is connected to old fashioned, like put on a show, you know, spectacle, all of this, you know, virtuosity and just being a huge genius. And then Rihanna brings in a kind of cool and casual experimentalism that I think artists like Brie Runway really, really tap into. No, I could totally see where you're coming from. And I think the thing that I thought about more than anything else was like, almost like this nostalgia for MTV. So maybe not so much Mm. the glam metal aesthetic, but certainly like I hear some 80s hip hop influence here on Ape Shit. I'm hearing some references to maybe when Michael Jackson was like totally king and even collaborating with Slash here and there. That's how I sort of explain like sort of the bratty punk influence that sort of comes through. And so for her this to be like her debut mixtape, I can only imagine like what's to even to come, right? Like seeing like this uh, sort of virtuosity when she's literally creating this music out of her bedroom and directing the music videos herself. I can only imagine what she could do with the budget. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Brie Runway is the artist, her debut mixtape, 2000 and Forever. And Christina, before we let you go, there's another big pop release today. It comes from the band Little Mix. It's called Confetti. In the whole other life, there was this boy that I knew. He made me feel like a woman. We were young and silly fools. Anyway, he was in the band. Roll up songs about me. I wasn't crazy about the words, but the melodies were sweet. When someone like do 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 Every time we go dancing, I see his strange eyes. Gave him too many chances, push my keys too many times. Anyway, he started dancing up, and I'll be on my way to leave. But I stopped in my tracks when I heard this melody. Anyway, like do 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 do
This is Little Mix, the band Little Mix. Their new one is called Confetti, and this uh, song we're listening to from it is called Sweet Melody. Uh, full disclosure, a band I'd never heard of before this week. And of course, they have many billions of streams and a boatload of hits, and that'll be on my tombstone. Never heard of them. <laughs> so for the un I mean, uninitiated, Christina, like me, tell us who Little Mix is and, and why this is one of the week's standout releases. Well, Robin, Little Mix is only the first group to win the X Factor. No, no big deal or anything. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Little Mix is a ginormous success, um, in part because of the X Factor, and they've since gone on to become only the most successful British girl group since the Spice Girls. Um, so early on in their careers, the comparisons have been drawn, countless comparisons have been drawn, rather. So the significance of Confetti is that this is their first album coming two years after they and Simon Cowell completely like split ties, which is uh, pretty significant. And I feel like you sort of hear that alluded to on the song that's actually called Not a Pop Song. They have some lyric about like, I don't do what Simon says, which to me is like this really standout declaration of independence coming from this girl group. Really convenient. His name is Simon. <laughs> I mean, they, they would not have been able to do that, you know, if his name was Brad yeah. or uh, It absolutely Kevin. works out in their favor. But there's tons of kiss-offs on this album, which I wouldn't expect any less of Lil Mix. And, you know, this album, it just makes a strong case that dance pop with your girls is just sort of an ultimate form of escapism. And inventiveness, yeah. though. It, it's such a fun record, and there's so many little twists and turns. And they're, they, the women of Little Mix have co-write credits on all these songs, so genuine girl power. Yes. Yes. Little Mix is the band. I've now heard of them. Their, <laughs> their new one is called Confetti. Thanks so much, welcome Christina. To, welcome to the sunlight, Robin. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and time for a palate cleanser. Let's slow things way down here and go to the pianist and composer Fred Hirsch. He's got a new album out now on November 6th called Songs from Home. This is Fred Hirsch. His new album is called Songs From Home. The song we're listening to from it is called All I Want. And back again to talk about this one is Nate Chenin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America. Hey, Nate. Hello. Hi, Nate. This is one you turned me on to. And I have to say, from the moment I heard the opening notes of the first track, this immediately became the week's most necessary listen. Yeah, it is a salve, right? Oh, my God. That's perfect um, word for it. You know, we've all heard albums made 
under lockdown or quarantine conditions. And yeah. some of them embrace the solitude and some of them maybe push against it a bit. And this is an example of an artist really taking refuge in aloneness and in his connection to the instrument. Fred and his husband, Scott Morgan, have a house in Pennsylvania, and that's where they went and sheltered, uh, leaving the clamor of Soho. And Fred, early in the pandemic, he, he felt very lost and sort of adrift, no longer having audiences to connect with. And so he began playing this daily mini concert on his Steinway, you know, at his at his home. And it was actually one of the very first artist live streams that I turned to for mm. solace, you know, mm. back in March. Um, and at a certain point, he got a lot out of that. But at a certain point, he, he felt like he wanted to do something a little more permanent. And so thus, we have songs from home. And it's just such a, you know, it's like a hug from Fred. It's yeah. just, it's so beautiful. What I love the most about this record is the privilege of being inside Fred Hirsch's mind, it feels like, and his mm. fingers yeah. while he's interpreting these songs. Sometimes it's incredibly surprising to me what he comes up with. Yeah, Fred is, you know, he really is one of the great solo piano improvisers, and he's not really ever flashy. What he does so often is this process of elegant discovery, you know, where he gets into inside a song and he begins tracing lines that, that kind of take you through it. I don't think of him really as an abstractionist. What he does is, is bring you further and deeper into the song. But still, as you say, and he finds ways to surprise you, you know, just connections that he makes or transitions that he creates. And then all these little flourishes that are so beautiful. There's always some kind of reinvention, but it never strays from the architecture of the song. Fred Hirsch, the pianist Fred Hirsch, his new album is called Songs from Home. And Nate, let's do one more record that I, I would file under the week's most necessary listening that comes from the Argentinian bandonian master Dino Saluzzi. The album is called Al Borges. <laughs> This is Dino Saluzzi. The album is Alborges, and the song we're listening to is the just gorgeous opening cut, Adios Maestro Concelli. The title of this record means Dawn, and I thought that that is such a fitting heading or title for these songs. They're just so beautiful and really feel like, you know, the sun is just poking up over the horizon. Yeah. I love this album, and I'm so glad, Robin, that you flagged it because you're right, it is an album we need right now. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's interesting, too, though, because when you think about Dawn, I also see this as a kind of 
dusky album and maybe it's mm. partly because it's so full of remembrance mm. um this first track as you mentioned is adios maestro concelli it's a farewell to the georgian composer Gia concelli who died last year there's also a, a track that is dedicated to saluzzi's father cayetano who i'm not sure when he died but probably quite some time ago because yeah. dino is 85 yeah. oh my um, goodness yeah <laughs> There's just a real heaviness on this album, and I don't mean that sonically at all. It's just a kind of melancholy. Nate, I was unfamiliar with Dino Saluzzi before hearing this album, I have to admit. And I don't know anything about the instrument that, you know, that he's a virtuoso in. Can, can you tell us a little bit? Or can you tell me a little bit about the bendonion? You know, I think most people think of it as, as an accordion-like instrument. And there are some important distinctions. The first is is just sonically. It's like a lighter, airier sounding instrument. But it's really different from the accordion too structurally because all it has are buttons. <laughs> you know, the mm. accordion has, you know, like this piano keyboard, right? But with the bandoneon, you, you have to learn these different systems of fingerings because all you have is, you know, the, the squeeze box and the and the buttons. And one thing I love about this album is that it's so intimate. You hear the breath in the instrument, but you also hear the buttons. You hear you hear him fiddling with the buttons. And it's such a beautiful distillation of this instrument with its combination of breath and machinery. You, you really get the sense of the human touch and this honestly fairly clanky instrument, but how much beauty and humanity he brings to it. Well, it is just beautiful. From Dino Saluzzi, the album is called Albores. Thanks so much, Nate. Oh, my pleasure. Well, Pan, the pace of fall releases hasn't slowed yet, so we still have a bunch more records that we want to play and mention out on November 6th. But first, we do need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, and we're looking at the best albums out on November 6th. We start the second half of our show off with a, an artist you might not know but should from Wolf. The album is called High Arctic.
This is Dig a Wolf. The album is called High Arctic, and the song we're listening to from it is called Cry Wolf. This is a band fronted by Jesse James Gong. He goes by Digga. Just two great worlds coming together on this album. You've got modern rock on one end, and then this traditional, like, aboriginal music from the Northwest Territories of Canada. It's such an interesting find, and of course, uh, won't be new to fans of Indigenous Canadian music, First Nations music, because Digga Wolf has been around for a while. And I went out and checked out a little of their back catalog, too. I really love the record Yellowstone that came out last year. It has a little bit of a, more of an acoustic bent to it. But this one, Robin, it's heavy, but not in a depressing way, but in like a giant avalanche just fell on you kind of way. <laughs> yeah, very gritty. Very, gets very gritty and loud, but also very spiritual. You know, yes. I think they, they really celebrate their heritage on this record. There's lots of songs about living, you know, a very humble life and um, having great respect for the land and for nature and for their ancestors, too. That comes up a lot. And also how important it is to just stay connected to your past. Yes, Robin, and also the importance of keeping language alive. So many Indigenous people are dealing with the fact that the languages that their people have spoken for centuries, millennia, uh, are dying out. And I really value the fact that Diga Wolf includes lyrics in na their native Tlicho language. It totally fits, too. You know, I mean, it doesn't feel awkward or educational. It just works completely with the music. Totally agree. Diga Wolf is the band. The album is called High Arctic. All right, also out now on November 6th, a new one from the singer Birdie. It's called Piano Sketches. This is the singer Birdie. Her new one is called Piano Sketches. The song we're listening to is called Open Your Heart. A uh, singer from England. She's just 25 years old, and I only mention as much because she had her first single, a version of Bon Iver's Skinny Love. She put that out when she was just 14 years old, and it was a huge, huge viral hit for her. She's put out a lot more music since then, and here she's got a really beautiful uh, stripped-down set of songs with just her and a piano. Yeah, she's a beautiful songwriter. She has an incredibly fluid voice and a, and a wonderful piano style, which might not be that surprising because her mother is actually a concert pianist. Her father is a novelist. And here's a tiny bit of trivia for you. Birdie's great uncle was the great actor Dirk Bogard. But yeah, she, she was a child prodigy. Um, she's released a couple of albums. But I think as you hear in these songs, uh, Birdie has really... 
come into herself as as an artist. There, the songs are are. It's kind of a tiny little like song cycle about your favorite themes, Robin, love and loss. Right. <laughs> and lay it on me. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's. There's definitely um, some sadness here. There's some hope. There's some uh, some yearning. Uh, her lyrics are, are are quite direct, poetic, in kind of a gentle way. But to me, the best thing about Birdie is is the way uh, her voice and her piano work together. It reminds me, although she's totally different than this artist, but it reminds me just a little bit of Laura Nero, hmm. uh, the great, great uh, singer-songwriter of the late 60s and 70s, um, in that there is a just a freedom in what she does. Even when she's being quiet, you can feel her touching the sky. Oh, that's beautifully said. Uh, I also just really love a good melody, and she's got a, a, a great sense of melody. You know, it's usually the first thing I fixate on when I'm listening to new music, and then I mm-hmm. start coming around to the lyrics. But her melodies just make every song feel like a like a full journey. You know, it's just like they rise and they fall and they stretch out and they take a moment to breathe before building again. Just really nice stuff. Birdie is the singer. Her new one is called Piano Sketches. And from the spare piano ballads of Birdie, let's hear the complete opposite. Uh, The dense dystopian sounds of the DJ and producer Crust. His new one is called The Edge of Everything. But survival requires improv. Deny the feet of line and the scene collapses. That much rubble will bury young bones. So I played, drank the Kool-Aid till the tremor ceased. From higher ground, the flight path charts, no-fly zones, contested waters, air pockets, and bird strikes. But bruh, the weight. So this is love, fundamental. A touchstone for the divine. A molecular recognition of what began. The belonging, your heat confirms for me. There are places I would take you, you know Lessons we write for each other in the doing Parts of all ourselves that we carry aloft in communion Procession, performance to an audience of non-participants Oh, I see you out there, my little X-Men and women I fuck a binary, your ultralight beams plain as day Cousins to my DNA, teachers to my progress Leaders to a space I hope we reach Reverses. We refine each other. Sisters, brothers, transcoded from other galaxies, met with a tectonic recognition of self. Light reflected back after a lifetime alone. Listen. This is Crust, the artist known as Crust. His new album is called The Edge of Everything. The song we're listening to from it is called Anti Gravity Love. And back to talk about Crust is WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? Earlier, John, Ann, and I were talking about the Kylie Minogue record and how it was just nice to have something that's just, you know, pure escapism, you know, <laughs> a break from all the doom and gloom we've heard in so much music this year. And Crust, he goes all in on doom and gloom. Yeah, the the exact opposite energy yeah. on this one. Crust is a really interesting figure to me. He's had a long and varied career, and he's really been someone who has consistently over the decades 
pushed electronic dance music in all kinds of different ways. And, and this album is a really heavy, dark, expansive listen. That's so illuminating, John, because listening to this music, it's like a soundtrack, you know, it's like it conjures movies in my head. And it has that way of moving the way soundtrack music does into surprising places, seeming to tell a story as it moves along. Yeah, absolutely. The composition and the sound design in particular is really strong all the way through. Even the arrangements on some of these tracks are full of like twists and turns, Crust will like build up and establish these like heavy rhythmic beds and beats with like big drums and bass lines only to like flip a switch and deconstruct the whole thing and break it down into like these really gorgeous floating ambient sections. It just reminded me of how consistently over the decades that uh, this guy has been like really creating some like beautiful and aggressive forward-thinking dance music. Crust is the artist, and that's Crust with a K. His new one is called The Edge of Everything. Thanks so much, John. Cool. Thank you all so much. And Anne, we're going to swing wildly back in the other direction again with another really beautiful EP out today. It comes from the singer Madison Cunningham. It's called Wednesday. They hung up a sign in our old town If you live it You'll never live it down So she left Mario Just like a bullet leaves a gun With her charcoal eyes and her Monroe hips She went and took that California trip Oh, the moon was gold and her hair like wind She said, don't look back, just come on, Jim Oh, you gotta hold on, hold on You gotta hold on, take my hand I'm standing right here, you gotta hold on This is Madison Cunningham, the singer Madison Cunningham her new EP is called Wednesday, and this song is uh, for Tom Waits fans. It's obviously a cover of his song, Hold On. Uh, the whole EP is cover songs, in fact, and we don't normally feature a lot of cover albums or, or EPs on the show, but this one was just so good. I really wanted everyone to hear it. Cunningham brings this incredible musicality to everything she touches. Her own songs are just pristine, beautifully composed. She's a great guitar player and a singer's singer. You know, she mm. she is admired by people like Chris Thiele, uh, with whom she's collaborated, you know, and the, all of the Punch Brothers. I know Andrew Bird, she's toured with him. So she's that musician's musician. You can feel her attention to detail, even in the selections here. She covers Tom Waits, as we just heard, and she dips into Radiohead. She can take a song that we're so familiar with, like In My Life by the Beatles. Right. And in a very simple, subdued duet, it becomes something completely fresh. Completely agree. Madison Cunningham, her new EP is called Wednesday. And and we do have one more album to play. 
It's actually a box set that we want to highlight for this week, but there are some other notable releases out now on November 6th that we want to mention first. Uh, I'll start with a couple of deluxe anniversary reissues that we should mention. The first one comes from David Bowie. It's called Metropolis. It's otherwise known as The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, The 50th anniversary edition of it is out now, as is the 20th anniversary edition, well, really the 21st anniversary edition of Wilco's Summer Teeth. It came out in 1999. This new deluxe version is super packed with lots of goodies. Six dozen songs, more than six dozen songs, studio outtakes, demos, alternate versions, just so good. The late jazz pianist Dave Brubeck has a new one called Lullabies. It's solo piano songs that he recorded for his grandchildren. The English folk and rock band Tongue, that's T-U-N-N-G, Tongue has a really good new album out called Tongue Presents Dead Club. We're in the midst of getting a whole lot of material from Neil Young and his archives. The latest is a a live concert recording called Return to Greendale that's out now. And finally, the Icelandic multi-instrumentalist and composer Olafur Arnolds has a new one out today called Some Kind of Peace. Bob Boylan will have a a conversation with Olafur and dig deeper into that project uh, coming up on All Songs Considered. Tons of great listening this week. Sandre de Merdago is a Galician folk ensemble, and their record Junta is extremely beautiful. The singer-songwriter Donovan Woods has a fine new one called Without People. For a little bit of breezy rock, Christo Graham's new record is called Turnin. Rapper Nav, part of uh, Drake's OVO crew, has a mixtape produced by Wheezy called Emergency Tsunami. Sassy Black, who I've loved for many years, R&B artist out of Seattle, has a wonderful album called Stuck, all about quarantine. A great archival find is the Jones Girls' We're a Melody. This is a collection of songs by this vocal trio that backed up Aretha Franklin, Lou Rawls, Teddy Pendergrass, and was a, you know, a big part of the Philly soul scene back in the 70s. So check that out. Uh, singer-songwriter Heather Trost, who you might know from the duo Hawk and a Hacksaw, has a, a really absorbing solo album called Petrichor. And one of the most exciting rap releases of the week is from the London rapper Dutch Valley. His new record's called Dutch from the Fifth. All that music out now on November 6th. It hasn't slowed down yet, Anne. <laughs> Along with this last one that we want to play for you from the band Pylon. It's a packed new box set called Pylon Box. This is Pylon, the band Pylon. Their new uh, box set is called Pylon Box. The song we're hearing is a cut called Feast on My Heart. And NPR Music's Lars Gottrich here again to talk all things Pylon. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. Hey, Anne. Hi, Lars. Four albums, a 200-page hardback book, dozens of songs, including 18 never-before-released recordings. This is obviously a, a monstrous amount of material to dig into here and more than we could ever have time to really play or dissect. So let's just start real quickly with who Pylon is for people who've never heard of this band, and then we can talk briefly about why this box set is so special. 
Pylon was essentially an art project, uh, an extension of the band members' studies at the University of Georgia in Athens. And in the early 80s, they came up with REM and B-52s, and Pylon were kind of like mutants of post-punk, disco, pop music, and the avant-garde. And they had this elastic sense of rhythm and this really wild approach to vocals and guitar. But in short, it was party music that kind of dives into the abyss. And throughout the box set, I, I get this stronger sense of who Pylon was because they were not an REM or a B-52s, yeah. but they defined their own terms of success. You know, people always say the Velvet Underground was the band that like only eight people bought their records, but all those people went on to form a band, right? I think Pylon was a similar kind of band. And what's interesting to me is that these bands existed all over the country in the mid-late 70s, these art collectives who were stretching the boundaries of what rock music could be, just on the verge of punk becoming codified. That's what's so important to me about Pylon, is that they didn't play by any rules, including punk rules. We heard Feast on My Heart, which is from the remastered version of their album Gyrate. Let's hear something from the bonus record that they've included called Raz Tape with some of the previously unreleased stuff. This is an early demo version of the song Cool. Raz Tape is absolutely revelatory. It's basically the band's early live set run straight through and recorded by a friend who had just bought some nice equipment. And in it, we get this snapshot of Pylon before Pylon, just a year before their debut album. They're still learning to play their instruments. The songs are leaner and sloppier in kind of a punk way. And you hear the singer, Vanessa Briscoe Hay, like figuring out how to sing but also figuring out what sound she could create with her entire being. Mm. And it's fun to think about how underground music history might have been shaped by this version of Pylon, kind of like this more raw version of them. But then I'm reminded that it was only a year between this rehearsal tape and the debut album. And that evolution to me is just astounding. It's an absolutely essential historical document, not only of the Athens music scene, but I think of punk. Well, this is the right time for this box set, I, I thought, Lars. You know, we're all holed up at home. It's getting cold out. Just curl up with this box set for, for a weekend, and I promise you, you'll love it. Pylon Box is the new set from the band Pylon. Thanks so much, Lars. Thanks, y'all. And, and that'll do it for another packed week of New Music Friday. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our all-new podcast from NPR Music. It's called Louder Than a Riot, and it's filled with really revealing, in-depth reporting and storytelling all about the rise of hip-hop and mass incarceration in America. Louder Than a Riot, you can subscribe and download it wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, if you want to hear full versions of the songs we played on this week's show, along with a bunch of other new tracks out this week, you can find our expanded New Music Friday playlists from NPR on Apple Music, Spotify, and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Stay safe, be well, 
and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>